Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of A Trophy Life, the official podcast of the Naismith Awards here in Atlanta. I'm your host, Bob Rathman, and coming up on this week's edition, a conversation with our 2003 Warner Ladder Naismith Coach of the Year, Tubby Smith, who won the award coaching Kentucky, just retired from his alma mater, High Point University, and a great conversation. We talk about the Olympics. We talk about the trade portal. It's really a great conversation. You'll hear it with Tubby in just a moment. But first, our Jersey Mike's news and notes for the week. And, of course, the basketball world still reeling from the loss of Bill Russell earlier in the week. You know, just a couple of notes on Bill. When he was at McClyman's High School in Oakland, California, a lot of folks don't realize that his high school basketball teammate was none other than Frank Robinson, the great baseball Hall of Famer. And then when he went on to the University of San Francisco, of course, two championships, and there were two rules changes, mainly because of Bill's defensive prowess. They widened the lane, and they being the NCAA, and then they instituted basket interference. Now, they had already implemented goaltending to limit George Mikan's effectiveness, and then two more rules changes when Bill Russell came along, and then we, of course, had the elimination of the dunk, when Lou Alcindor, now Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was at UCLA. So just a lot with, with Bill. In 1955, he averaged, for the University of San Francisco, 20.7 points and 20.3 rebounds. They didn't track blocks. No telling what that total would have been. But, you know, you and I both know that if somebody today came along and averaged 20 rebounds a game and 20 points a game, sports media would melt down. But Bill Russell did that in the mid-50s. We will miss him, but he will never be forgotten. And the other piece of news to share with you is a former winner, in fact, a two-time winner, Paige Beckers from UConn. She was our Jersey Mike's National High School Player of the Year as a senior in high school, and then as a freshman, won our Jersey Mike's Naismith Women's College Player of the Year Award. And I'm sure you saw the news She tore the ACL in her left knee during a pickup game. She'll miss the entire season upcoming. She suffered the injury on Monday, and so sickening to hear that it was the same knee that she injured last year when she missed significant time. 19 games were lost by Paige last year. She suffered a knee uh, tibia plateau fracture in her left knee, torn meniscus in early December. Now, she did come back, of course, and led the Huskies to the Final Four, losing to South Carolina in the championship game, which was played at the Target Center in Minneapolis, just 10 miles uh, from her home. So we wish Paige nothing but the best as we record this on Friday morning. UConn said that Beckers will undergo surgery today at UConn Health in uh, Farmington, Connecticut, and uh, we hope for another speedy recovery and get Paige Beckers back on the court. My conversation with Tubby Smith when we come back. But first, this from Jersey Mike's. If Jersey Mike's turkey had a resume, it would say it's 99% fat-free and raised without antibiotics. But our turkey already has its dream job at Jersey Mike's because premium meat makes a sub above. A pleasure catching up with our 2003 Warner Ladder Naismith National Men's Coach of the Year. Tubby Smith joins us. As he's getting ready to hit, go hit a golf ball. Man, life is good in retirement for you, Mr. Smith. It's starting to agree with me, you know. But then again, this 
this retirement life is not for everybody. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I know. Once October the 15th rolls around, you might feel differently, get yeah. that itch to get back on the court. Congratulations, Tubby, on just a wonderful career. We we so enjoy our chats here on the Naismith Podcast when we catch up with our our great friends and, and people who have meant so much to Naismith, and you still support the club. And we can't wait to see you down here in September playing in the Naismith Golf event. Well, it's always great to, to join and see familiar faces and, and celebrate with all the folks that have been a part of the Naismith Award. And, Bob, you do a fantastic job every year. You know, I'm seeing it. So thank you for what you do. I know um, Eric Oberman and everyone that's part of the Naismith Award uh, event there in Atlanta appreciate it. So much to cover in such a short amount of time, but I wanted to ask you about one thing, um, the transfer portal. I remember a story you told years ago about when you were a freshman at High Point and you called home to your father and told him, hey, things aren't going so great. Would you mind relaying that story? Well, Well, it was in 1969. I was a freshman at High Point College. It's now High Point University, where I just retired from. And so I'm there, and it's just only the first semester, but I'm from a family of, I have 16 other siblings, and we grew up on a small rural farm in southern Maryland, in Scotland, Maryland. So I remember calling home and saying to my dad, look, you know, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't feel comfortable. You know, I'm, I'm sniffling, and I'm crying and he goes well somebody do something to you i said no sir he said well they still feeding you aren't they yes sir they still you still got a place to live right you still they still pay for education i said yes sir he said what's your problem he said you know he said i said well dad i just don't you know i want to come home you know like boy you can't come home he said you made a commitment there and besides your bed's taken he said but i can tell you what you know, you can join the Army. They give you three hots and a cot. They they took care of me when I was in the Army. I'm like, oh, no, I think I'll stay here in school. <laughs> That's a true story. He was like, you know, he's an ex-World War II veteran. And he said he wasn't going to have that quitting stuff. That wasn't going to happen. But, but how times have changed in college athletics, right? Oh, yeah. Well, back then, and I remember my dad telling me when I first, you know, I was starting to feel good about myself they were writing about me in the St. Mary's Enterprise paper when I was in high school and I remember telling my mom one day I came in being managed I'm gonna mom someday I'm gonna you're not gonna be I'm gonna take care of you and do this my dad heard me say that he's boy don't you ever think you got to take care of your mom or me you better take care of your family I take care of you know and that was one of the valuable lessons and my mom was like oh Guffrey you know, the boy, he doesn't mean anything by it. He said, well, he better learn. This is my house. I'm taking care of you, and I'm taking care of him. He said, you just, you just make sure you take care of your family, boy. And I was like, wow. And that stuck with me. So I tell parents that we were talking about trans, because so many people live vicariously through their kids. They, I know they all want them to have the best and want them to be successful, get a scholarship, and play professionally. That's not going to happen for everybody, and very few can make it to that level. And that's where you have to be careful um, in, in in this recruiting world, and especially in the in the transfer portal. The grass is not always greener on the other side. That's right. 
you know, you, you kind of glossed over that at the start of that story about your dad. You have 16 brothers and sisters. That is mind-boggling. And, Tubby, that... Wow. And that's where you got your nickname, right? I don't... I don't know that any. I can't remember the last time somebody called you Orlando. <laughs> Tell us how you got your nickname. When I got in trouble, that's what I would hear. Orlando Henry. <laughs> My mom would freak that out. But I got that name Tubby because we didn't really have indoor plumbing or indoor water. You know, now you just go turn the water on and people think it's just a miracle. You know, water just comes from there. Back then, you know, we didn't have, you know, we had an outhouse we had to go to. So now... You know, you only wash during the week, you know, wash the vital parts. And on the weekends, you you got in that tub, you know, a galvanized tub that you had to heat the water. And and that's when you bathe. So you took your turn. You know, I was the sixth oldest. So there were a few ahead of me that used that water. So now <laughs> when I had a chance to get in that, when I had a chance to get in that tub, I, I didn't want to get out. Hence the name Tubby. You know, we better get out of that tub, Tubby. It's, not, it's, it's my turn. Get out. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. Uh, your career. But my, yeah, but if my mom were alive, she said, well, he was a little chubby when he was a kid. I said, Mom, let's stick to this story, okay? <laughs> the tubby. Don't tell him I was fat and chubby. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, tubby, you've had, I mean, such an amazing career and I think most people when they when they think of you uh think of the national championship of course at Kentucky and why not I mean that is such a an amazing accomplishment but as you look back on your career what are some of the things that that stick out for you personally well the most I guess coaching my sons you know Gigi mm-hmm. Orlando Guffrey Gibson Smith he was he I coached him at Georgia and that was such a delight and we had a, a excellent run there. We won 20 games back to back for the first time in the history of Georgia basketball from from '94 to '96. And then to be able to coach my son Saul at Kentucky, and him he, he, he was part of that national championship team. Those 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 were the winningest years in my coaching career. And I remember Fletcher Herod, the great Fletcher Herod, at, at Fork Union, coached my youngest son. Brian, who went on to play at Ole Miss, and that's the one regret I have is that I didn't coach him. I should have coached him at Kentucky, and uh, it would have made another difference. And he, 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 he kind of begged me to do it, and I just didn't feel comfortable coaching him, another one of my sons at Kentucky. But heck, that those. But the most, you know, I had some great experiences. Obviously, winning a national championship, but also coaching in the Olympics in 2000. I mean, there's nothing greater than representing your country you know you're not playing for kentucky or georgia or or for a school you're playing for every american and that's and you're coaching for every american representing every american that's that's quite an honor and and a real uh and a real tough uh, i mean it's pressurized no doubt and so let me ask you about the olympics you're an assistant to uh rudy t rudy tomjanovich and I want to ask you about two things about the Sydney Olympics. First, you were there when Vince Carter jumped over Frederick Weiss for that that incredible dunk that they are still replaying 22 years later. 
Talk about that. What was that like? And and tell the backstory too, Tubby, about what happened before the dunk. Well, I was just so grateful to be around Rudy Tom Jonovich. What a great group of guys. You know, Larry Brown, you know, the great Larry Brown, Gene Katie, and we're friends today. We still stay in touch, but that was a great experience to start with. But that game well, we were playing France and, and um you know, Vince Carter had just turned the ball over and he was frustrated and he was started run back and he turned around and stole that outlet pass by Greg Weiss and he he was so upset that he was just going to – I remember I asked him, what happened? He said, I'm just going to – he turned and just slammed the ball because I asked him later on. He didn't even see the kid there and he just – when he saw him, he just jumped up over him and said, look, I can, you know, I can dunk on him right now. But that was a great experience. But I really, I was I was so impressed with, with that. But everybody, I tell you what happened. I've never seen a situation where everybody just stopped. You know, the entire, the officials, the players, everyone just froze and jumped up and started high-fiving. And even the opposing players, <laughs> even they stopped and were high-fiving each other and high-fiving Vince Carter for such a, a magnificent, such an unbelievable athletic, you know, skill. But, you know, Vince had won the, you know, slam dunk contest, so it wasn't like it was something he hadn't done before. You understand? So so he oh, yeah. knew what to do with the ball. But that was, again, that was probably the most exciting moment in in that, um, in the Olympics for us. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't without uh, a little scare, in the semifinals, you know, the dream team, of course, came in 92 and 96 and they had romped and stopped. And now you guys come along in 2000 and in the semifinals, uh, the United States is matched against Lithuania. And this is this is quite a game. And it comes down to uh, Sarunas Yesikavishis, who played at Maryland and now has gone on to become a great coach in his own right. But he takes a shot to win the game. To win the game, Tubby, uh, your heart had to stop when that ball was in the air. Well, we had made some mistakes, you know, along the way, and really hadn't. We had to come from behind the whole game, and we finally got the lead after we we had a few missed free throws. We got a, I think we got a rebound off a missed free throw, and we were able to score to get the lead back. I mean, this is right the end. And uh, can you imagine us losing or the USA or not the U.S. Olympic men's team not advancing? That was that was heart throbbing. I know they had a tough one the following year. I think it was in, when when Coach Brown was coaching that team. Mm-hmm. But we had a pretty good run of it. So I'm very I'm very proud that we were able to be a part of a team that 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 won the Olympic. And, and had to come back. It showed a lot of character on our table of players. So uh, we had a great group of guys. I remember, I think it was McDice, Antonio McDice, who got that rebound off the missed shot and then put it back in. And then we had, uh, I mean, that was to take the lead. You know, we had already turned the bridge. We really didn't play a very sharp game. We were a little sloppy, but we got the ball back and we were able to get that lead. It, it was uh yeah, I just think about the players on that team, like Jason Kidd, who's now coaching. You know, you had guys, we mentioned Vince Carr, but you had Alonzo Mourning. We had, oh, we had 
Tim Hardaway. He had the glove, Gary Payton, Ray Allen, you know, which just broke his NBA three-point shooting record. Steph Curry did. So it was a, there were some great players on that team. Steve Smith, Allen Houston. It was, I can go on and on. Man, what a, we had a wonderful group of young men to coach and be around. Kevin Garnett, I won't leave him out because he was, he was a tremendous player for us in that, on the Olympic team. And great dudes, great guys. Um, oh, yeah, great guys. Tubby, I'll leave you on this one. Um, you know, you took five clubs to the NCAA tournament. Uh, one, only one of the coaches done that. And I'm, I'm wondering now as you, as you look at the college game today, can a coach, you know, build, quote-unquote, build a program? Because now it seems like it's just a year-to-year roster maintenance proposition. How do you feel about it? That's an interesting point. I, I don't know. Well, I was at High Point, which is, you know, I've been at Memphis and I've been at Kentucky and I've been at a few other schools. So it was, um, you know, it was interesting. Uh, it's interesting now because people are poaching players off a team and if a kid is unhappy, he's he's moving over. So it's, um, it, it's going to be hard to build that type of consistency. I always felt like it would take you four years to, to really build your program. If you take over, it take three or four years. And then in your third year, you should be able to uh, recover and, and, and go from there. Look, you know, I've got to get in this. I'm going through this gate right now. If you don't mind, hold on for just a second. Okay. This is important stuff, folks, because he, Tubby's getting ready to play down in Naples, Florida. And, We've got to get him on the practice tee here. So, just need to figure out what's going on here. We're back. I apologize. That's okay. But yeah, you're right. I mean, trying to build something now is like, how do you do it? I don't know that you can. You know, the great programs and with the realignment now, it's really going to be tough for programs like, you know, like the VCU's that made it there and. Or, or George Mason's. I don't think you'll ever see. You may slip up and somebody get in the Power Four, but uh, but but it's it's built for the Power Five schools to win championships, and and then I can see a uh, something happening to the restructuring so that um, schools like you know High Point University will have a chance to compete. With these, because uh, everybody at this, I remember just Baylor winning. They had two players from the Big South on that championship team, and they were both, mm-hmm. you know, fifth and six year players. And that's 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 the issues you have to deal with. Well, Toby, we'll let you go. I know you got to go out and, and uh, hit that pill around. Um, save a couple of birdies for the Naismith, will you? Oh uh, well, I hope I can have a birdie or two today, but it's. It's it's been tough on me lately, but I'll, I'll I'm gonna play well for you, Rob Bob. I'm gonna do that today. There you go. Well, we appreciate your time, partner. Hey, that's gonna do it for this week. Thanks so much for joining us. Make sure to leave a rating, review, and like us, and tell your friends about it. If you're a college basketball fan, you know a lot of college basketball fans, and let them know we're here every week during the year talking about our great game for the men and the women. Until next week, Bob Rathman thanking you for joining us and saying so long.